0: Hi, Fitness Junkies, I'm Dr. Leslie. MD Spa by Trim Care can take care of all of your facial aesthetic and body contouring needs. Book an appointment with me today at 702-718-7888. Hey, all you Fitness Junkies, this is George with American Medical Wellness. Have you ever thought about being a better you, actually getting in better shape, optimizing your performance in the gym, losing body fat, gaining muscle? We at American Medical Wellness are experts in helping you with all these things. So please give us a call. 702-347-7000, or visit our website at americanmedicalwellness.com.
1: Fam, this is Giovanni of Geals Logic, your host of Fitness Junkies. I hope this show meets you in good health and spirits, and if not, I hope it inspires you to do something about it. I say this a lot, but I'm really excited about my guest sitting next to me here, and um, I've got to sh- I've got to do this. I don't ever do this, but I've got to do this because I'm sitting next to bikini bodybuilding royalty actually bodybuilding royalty let's not discount what she does um i just want to read this off because this is just ridiculous um olympia 2022 bikini third place 2021 third place 2019 sixth place 2019 Arnold Classic, third place. 2018, Mr. Mr. Olympia, fifth place. 2016, Mr. Olympia, fourth place. I'm I'm getting tired here because there's so many (laughs) victories here. 2015, Nordic Pro, first place. 2015, Mr. Olympia, first place. 2015, Arnold Classic Australia, second place. 2015, Arnold Classic Ohio, first place. Um, Amateur Mr. Olympia in 2014, first place. Another 24, Mister Olympia, first place. Toronto Pro, Pro 2014, first place. Um, uh, He has never done this. uh, (laughs) This is a special moment. 2014, New York Pro, second place. Um, uh, 2014, again, Australian Grand Prix, first place. 2014, Arnold Classic, first place. 2013, Mr. Olympia, first place. And 2013, Arnold Classic, Ohio, 10th place. And this is just the wins, right? Like the high oh, wins, right? You've done yeah. more, right?
2: I, I um yeah, I have 37 IFU pro wins total. But yeah, I can't remember all of them like uh you had obviously done your research <laughs> and I am flattered you did. <laughs> but yes, 37 pro wins.
1: Well, everybody, first of all, I'm sitting next to Ashley, and I just wanted the people that don't know who she is to know who she is because she is truly bodybuilding royalty. How are you today? I
2: am fabulous right now. Thank you for having me on. It's an honor.
1: Thank you. Um, I know you're busy, busy, busy. And so your time is, is definitely precious. So thank you. So um, I'm going to do a little something different um, because I think people that know you and follow you know your story. You were a track athlete that kind of was told that maybe you should try bikini bodybuilding and the, the rest is history um but I, I feel like and i've been doing this lately i've been kind of maybe wanting to dig deeper with people because i think a lot of the the fitness competitors um talk a lot about the the basic stuff the My my posing, my my tans, my nutrition, all that stuff, and we'll talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I want to know, like, what's the mindset of a person that can be so competitive and specifically the emotions of it where you win Olympia twice back-to-back, right, three times, three in times. Row? <laughs> yes was it in a row? Yes. And then you like most people, most humans, their ego kind of can get a little bit bigger than reality and then you you're able to still move forward, even though maybe the next show you didn't win. Mm-hmm. like how do you deal with loss?
2: Oh, that's a great question. See, you are getting into the good ones. No (laughs) one asks me this kind of stuff. So I, you know, growing up in Ohio, I never thought I would be where I am today. You know, I went above and beyond what I thought was capable for myself. I exceeded every single expectation. You know, I wanted to turn pro, of course, in bikini. And I thought if I could just win one pro show, at some point in my career, I thought that would be like the pinnacle, you know? Um, But I've won 37 and some of those being Olympia, some of those being Arnold Classic, the bigger shows. But I think just like you said, some people do get that ego and they lose their sense of gratitude. And I think my background for me, I was never really handed anything and I worked so hard for it. And, you know, I kept my goals realistic. I'm just so grateful I'm very grateful and I think that keeps me going because at the end of the day, no matter how well I do from here on out, I've already I've already won life, you know? Right. It's just icing on the cake at this point. Right. No one can take away my three Olympia wins and I just gotta keep building on my legacy. So I think staying grateful is is part of it and also me being an athlete previously, since I was a little girl, it's all I know. It's all I know. You know, it's I compete and I love it. I love the adrenaline. I love every aspect of it.
1: Right, right. Now, women in our society have this pressure, if you will, to look beautiful. Um, body dysmorphia, uh, body image that that's supposed to be the beautiful, you're you have one of the best bikini bodies in the world. That's that's a lot. That says a lot. Now, I was thinking about this today, you go on stage and set yourself up to be objectified by your body and it's like it's like I don't understand like how strong your your fortitude has to be because you know, I feel like there's this, in society, as well as in bodybuilding, it's who's the next younger, hotter model that's going to come up and bikini competitor in this case. So it's like you're kind of living it in real time sometimes. And so you see these new, who's this new girl? Yeah. <laughs> How do you deal with that?
2: You know, I just got to stay, stay on it. Research, all that. You know, and I think me competing frequently throughout the year keeps keeps me on the edge of my seat and it keeps me like aware of new trends in bikini how the girls are looking so i can keep up because you know the bikini body of today that wins the olympia was not the bikini body 10 years ago when i was winning in fact when i won my olympias uh like 10 years ago well well one of them was 10 years ago so i won 13 14 15 so back in in that day you know they were much smaller and softer And now it's they're much fuller, more muscular, a little more lean than they were 10 years ago. So, you know, having having a a consistent schedule where I'm competing frequently keeps me, you know, in the mix. And Mm. I'm aware of how the physiques are evolving. So, you know, 10 years ago with that physique, it would not even probably get a pro card these days. So. I've able, I was able to kind of keep up with the sport, which I'm super proud of because not a lot of people can say that.
1: Yeah. And back to the, the hotter, newer models, like, and I mean, models like cars, (laughs) model, um, like for instance, Maureen who won last year, Mm um, different, I I feel like comparing you to her, Mm -hmm. um. I felt like you were leaner, mm-hmm. especially in your upper body. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just like the new flavor of the month. Like, you know, and then Jen was, I would say, maybe closer to you. But like, I always say, how do they choose? Yeah. <laughs> they all gorgeous they're all diced <laughs> it's so funny
2: yeah you know that's bikini for you there's different physiques that thrive right which i think is great because you'll see girls that are like fuller or more muscular and for me i guess a more petite structured not not in height i'm five foot five so i'm i'm about average but i think in structure if we're talking in terms of like boned width and stuff and shoulder width and hip width. I am a little bit smaller, I guess, more petite than the other girls, but I do also have my advantages, you know, with that comes a small waistline and, and I, you know, rounder hamstrings or whatever the the judges (laughs) would say, but we all have pluses and minuses in the physique. Right.
1: Right. So. You've done it all. You've won the top multiple times. I mean, there's a, few of you that went back to back to back um in all divisions of bodybuilding and you've done something amazing because it doesn't happen a lot in bikini and i don't know if it ever has has anyone else won three in a row
2: no not in bikini not for olympia
1: yeah yeah so um that's amazing um how do you 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 talked about your legacy Mm um um so you you've you've basically i don't know if anyone will touch your record and your records but like what does that mean to your legacy in 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 specifically in the bodybuilding world
2: oh i want to be a name that's never forgotten you know that's the athlete in me Yeah, yeah i i don't want to be forgotten that's something i fear um, so I just got to keep building on that legacy. I got to make my record so untouchable that no one will ever come near it. I think right now the girl that got the second most wins after me got 17. So
0: wow.
2: I need to get, I'm just getting started though. <laughs> I always say this to people, I'm just getting started. Awesome. Um, I, I look at my career as just beginning to be honest with you. Cause I still, uh, feel great. I'm still making improvements. I'm still evolving with the sport and keeping up. And as long as I can stay in the mix, I'll be competing.
1: Wow! Wow! Mm -hmm. And like again, top three in Olympia. The the top six were just all like, okay, we can pick her apart somewhere. But um, what do you think in Olympia? This last one, do you think, um, or maybe that you know the judges said, what was the the deciding factor that put you to third as opposed to one?
2: So for me i I definitely need to get uh, a bit fuller in my upper body, put on a little lower more size up top. so since I was a track athlete, legs, glutes haven't really been an issue for me to to put on size um, abs always there, waistline's great. It's the upper body that I struggle with a little bit and you know it is getting better, but it's not uh to where the girls that are ahead of me uh, quite yet. so we're still making improvements and even I see my photos from now even like two years ago. And I'm like, whoa, that definitely came a long way. But I still have a little more to go.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a perfect transition to your one of your workouts of the week that we were so kindly granted to show. So this is you working on building that upper body.
2: Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> to get these little noodles all full. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think like upper body has been one area that like it wasn't really as important as it is now. Like, you know, when I was competing at the Olympia like 10 years ago, they never said my upper body was too small. But now all the girls see just with the evolution of the sport, it's becoming more and more pronounced.
1: So part of it is. Keeping up with the trends in a way. Yeah. Before they actually judge you yeah <laughs> like being yeah. ready for and probably your consistency with going to show to show mm-hmm. you already see the trend yes so you can make those adjustments Correct. and be on point ah, yeah, so you have yeah. a plan
2: oh yeah i i compete throughout the year and, and people wonder why i do it they're like oh why don't you just take the long off season and build so you can come in better for olympia and it's like well first off you can improve by also competing frequently too so there's pluses and minuses to both you know i think on paper it looks like, well, if you take this long off-season, you'll put on more muscle. And I think for me, like, I've tried taking off longer off-seasons versus shorter ones and competing more frequently. I haven't seen much of a difference, so why not compete and do what I love and keep up with the trends because that's super important. It can flash before your eyes, and the next thing you know, you're on the Olympia stage, and everyone looks a little different than you. So it's important to keep up with everybody in their physique and and what's being judged.
1: Yeah. So one of the things I noticed – in across women's bodybuilding especially in in bikini and wellness is a whole nother discussion but the glutes the butts Mm -hmm. are starting to pop and yours definitely changed yeah yeah um between your earlier years and now Mm -hmm. um it's definitely got definitely more curve in it Mm -hmm. um that's becoming more important in even bikini yes um I heard that um, one girl in wellness, I forget her name, Dr. Sunny or something, I forget her her full name, but anyway, she was talking about how she um, shot IGF-1 into her butt and got it to plump up, mm. and I think it got too plump. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what I'm getting at is on that level, you gals have to do things that maybe you didn't have to do before or as much to be competitive, meaning um, uh, steroids, um, diuretics, things like that. But you stay so close to your competition weight, to your walk-around weight. It's like you're not doing any super long cuts. You don't have to. You're not bulking up.
2: Right. I stay within five pounds, whether I'm in-season or off-season, five pounds – Again, that's the athlete in me. I'm just, I'm, I am I want to always be ready on my toes. So having to stay lean, I don't have to do anything extreme like that. I just, you know, take the really slow and steady approach. And if you look at my progress throughout the years, you can see that, like, I'm making little changes here and there, but never is it anything drastic all at once. It's like slow progressions. So that's the way I do it. I'm in it for the long run, as you can see. So I'd rather yeah. take the slow and steady approach, making small little improvements here and there, then just, you know, boom, just wearing myself out all at once. And, you know, I I definitely take my health <laughs> as a priority and I always listen to my body. And if it ever comes a time where like my body's saying we're not ready to compete, then I will back off a little bit. But for me, my advantage with my physique is it it can maintain pretty well, Right. pretty well. And I can continue to make improvements, um, you know, with my many off seasons, <laughs> you know.
1: Right. And what are some of your off season jams? Like like what do you go back to? Is it like, you know, Taco Bell or Oh, this is
2: a great question. So <laughs> I am I am a rarity. I am not a foodie. I'm not. I love my prep food. I love it. Okay. I don't get bored with it. Okay. I say in 2023, this is the best year to diet because now we have things like sugar-free barbecue sauce, <laughs> sugar-free drink mixes. Like we didn't have like that kind of stuff 15 years ago or whatever. Even the protein bars now taste like freaking candy bars. Right. <laughs> protein shakes taste like milkshakes. There should not be any excuse. But I don't really go off my diet too much because I'm very satisfied with it and I don't get hungry. Too often. (laughs) I mean, every once in a while, I'll wake up kind of hungry. But it's nothing like that's uh, distracting or anything. And cravings are at a very minimal level. So I'm very lucky. But it didn't used to be that way. I used to be a foodie. I used to have those crazy cravings. I used to be hungry. I think I've trained my taste buds. Just like I've trained my body to like the foods I eat.
1: Do you eat like the same thing a lot? Like every day almost?
2: Yes, I do. But here's the thing about me. Since I eat a lot of the same stuff and I've been prepping for a long time, I actually don't measure things either. I'm like, ah, looks good enough, whatever. So I'm not super precise. So I guess if you could say if I have a dieting flaw, it's that I'm imprecise. I also snack around a little bit sometimes and don't count it. I'm not like one uh, like one of those people that are like super obsessed with like every little broccoli floret on their plate. Oh, it's right. got to be weighed. no, right. no. no i right. my scale my food scale has been broken since 2018 and i have not gotten new batteries for it <laughs> it's i'm like i just look at the video and i'm like good enough and if i'm not hungry i won't eat if i'm hungrier that day i'll eat extra whatever nice. i'm not i'm very um i'm not as rigid as people might think because i they think oh wow she's always in shape i'm not as rich as as they think
1: <laughs> nice nice um I, I am very much the same way, but I'm still a foodie. I'm still a sugarholic. Oh, yeah? Um, but I eat the same thing almost every day. And people mm-hmm. go, you eat the same. I like it. Yeah. I make it the way I like it. Yeah. And it tastes good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And there's so many different <laughs> ways you can cook like chicken and, and vegetables, right? right. There different seasonings. Uh, different condiments, yes. different ways to cook it. You can put it in the grill, in the oven, the air fryer, the crock pie. Yeah. So you can make a meat taste totally different just by the way you cook it.
1: 100%. Because I'm actually picky
2: too, believe it or not. I don't like I don't like turkey. I don't really like steak that much. Oh,
1: God. Egg whites. T- <laughs> I
2: can do egg whites if they're flavored like mussel egg, but I can't do like savory eggs. So I don't eat a lot of variety anyway. So.
1: Right um i i train clients as well and i always tell my clients when i tell them what i eat i say you know yeah I eat the same thing every day because it's easier i don't i don't have to think about whether this is on my macros or right. any of that shit and they i always say throw it back to them how does being having all this variety working out for you now mm. with, with your you know 50 pounds that you need to lose yeah It's like, it's easier. You know what you need. You can eyeball it now. Yes, yeah. And it just makes life easier. So I'm with you 100%. Um, I want to talk about, more about you. Okay. um, The person. Um, I really like... I think the one thing I, I just absolutely love about you is you seem like you do not give a fuck what people think. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this video that we stole off your Instagram of you doing this little dance on the grass.
2: We oh
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: You're In your tan. Yes. You're in your bikini. Oh, yes. Was that before you going on stage? Oh, that was
2: after. Okay. That was after. I was like, (laughs) whatever. It's done with. Now I can party.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love your sense of humor. I love that you don't take yourself so seriously. You
2: can't. You can't.
1: But so many people do.
2: Yeah, you lose the fun of it, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
2: you got you to gotta have some fun in there. I love it. Can't it can't be so serious all the time. I wouldn't be able to last as long as I am. Right. If I was so serious all the time.
1: Right. But I'm going to guess there's been some really good structure, really good love in your growing up, your mm. family, someone in your family, if not all your family, must have had some influence on who you are today. Who oh, are those absolutely. people?
2: Yeah, my parents raised me right. I can't complain. <laughs> and like I said, you know, in Ohio, I, I didn't grow up rich or anything. Nothing ever came easy. I had to work for it. And they put me in sports at an early age. I was a gymnast. And then I moved on to being a track athlete in college, 400 meter hurdles, tough race. It really taught me how to work hard. Mm. And I always, anytime I think my training's hired in McKinney, I think of how it was in track. college track you know much harder Mm. to be honest much harder to be a collegiate track 400 meter hurdle athlete than it is bikini and I would run 400 meter repeats at practice and throw up afterwards because they were so hard. And I'd have to do two days and then I'd have a track meet every weekend. But what made it most difficult is I was on somebody else's time. You know, you have to be here at 6 a.m. at the track bright and early. You have to be here whether you feel like it or not. And now it's like, man, what a luxury to be like, I'll do cardio when I want. I can do... This training session, I can train legs or I can train arms today. Doesn't matter, and I can compete whenever I want. I don't. I'm not forced to. It's right. nice to have your own like say. And you know, I always think of like, wow, what a what a a lucky position I'm in to be able to do all this. It's so nice.
1: So, I feel like you're 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 un- so unique that you're almost like this combination between this athlete this comedian and this actress i feel like i can just imagine you as a kid doing shows for your family or something <laughs> <laughs> did, did anything like that happen were you
2: no i wasn't in in, in drama class or anything no? like that i just i don't know i guess it just developed part of my personality i i don't know i'm not i'm not afraid of speaking in public i don't know where that came from but
1: did you were you a class clown like you seem like you can make people laugh
2: oh i you know i didn't get voted class clown i got voted most athletic okay. in high school so uh no i i don't think i was that outgoing in high school it wasn't until afterwards i guess where okay. I, I developed my personality a little more
1: yeah I, well it's great and i think this the combination of it all makes you the perfect person to be like the face of bikini body yeah
2: yeah you know something if there's one thing i like to portray i guess through my social media and just me is like there's a lot of competitors that you know they work really hard and they show every aspect of the misery of prep and you know from the outside looking in you'd think wow that doesn't look fun they look miserable prep is hard right i'm not gonna lie prep is hard but gosh, it can be fun too. It's not all misery. Right. You can do it the fun way. You have to be smart about it though. You know, I think when we get into the whole, you know, girls that fluctuate like thirty pounds in the off season, that's when it becomes miserable because look what you have to do to get back on stage. That's yeah. when it comes miserable. And you're posting your your fish and asparagus every every day <laughs> and how miserable it is doing hours of cardio. I just cruise on into my shows for the most part. I mean, I do have preps that are a little harder. I think Olympia and, and Arnold Classic harder preps cuz it's a lot more stress. But for the most part I kind of cruise right in, which mm. is nice. Yeah. And it's fun. I
1: saw somewhere you were saying about the Arnold Classic um or I think it was you um that you have to be invited, it's not a lot of girls like in Olympia.
2: Yeah. So it's tough to get into the Arnold. Um you have to ask to be invited and they They grant you their invitation. There was uh, ten girls invited this year; only nine showed up. But um, yeah, it's only a handful, Mm. you know. So
1: the cream of the crop, basically. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Um, So back to you. Um, You're a girl, a girly girl. You wear your 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 bomb nail polish today. Um you like your bright colors, your pinks, and all that stuff um you well george our our good friend Sean gave us a little glimpse of you uh, <laughs> <laughs> um you also like to have that sexuality mm. um It's one of the topics that I've been trying to explore with my guests um, to understand that need to kind of feel sexy and what that means to you.
2: You know, it's funny you say that because I don't see myself that way. (laughs) I'm like... Even when it comes to posing, I'm like, I'm some of these girls are just their posing routines, very sensual <laughs> and just like, you know, well, that girl's sexy. I don't see myself like that because I'm too much of a goof to be that way. And, you know, <laughs> so my posing routine's more like bubbly and like. Ah, I know. <laughs> so, I mean, whenever you see photos like that, I don't mind like showing off the physique because I'm like, shoot, I worked hard for it. And when I'm a grandma one day or something like 80, I'm be like, that was me. Right, dang, I I did that. Look at that, you
1: know. So, so it's a lot about this is the hard work that I put in, yeah. And it's not this taboo of being muscular or whatever. I'm sexy, yeah, exactly. Having fun with it, exactly. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That's very cool. Um, So, what about the what do what would you say about Younger girls looking up to getting into the industry. Mm-hmm. I know you have a really positive view of, of it. And what would you say some of the things that they don't know that you know, being a veteran?
2: Yeah. So I think, you know, every everyone, when they sign up for a show, everyone wants to win, right? But as a rookie, if it's your first show or your first sh- few shows, you're going to make mistakes. Sorry to break it to you. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up, whether it be your prep, your physique, your posing, your hair, make, whatever. And I think a lot of times girls get discouraged because they come into a show and they're a newbie and they're expecting to win. But usually it's not that easy. It's very rare for you just to kill it, you know. And I don't think these new girls realize that every single Olympia champion has lost. Every single Olympia champion has lost a few times even at shows that aren't necessarily big, they've all messed up. And no one has like a perfect record, but it's those that stuck with it and learn from every mistake, you know? It's not necessarily about like um, being perfect all the time, but learning from every mistake. And I'm still learning too, you know? I've been doing this for a while. I'm still learning. So, you know, I think it's more of a... If you're wanting to be successful, you got to look at it more of a long-term thing, and not just like, oh yeah, this is my first bikini show this year, and then I'm going to turn pro this year, and then by next year I'm going to be at the Olympia. Usually, doesn't happen like that. Even girls going into nationals for their pro card, I even, you know, I have to like give them a little briefing, like, hey, I know you're wanting to win your pro card, but for most of us, it takes, take, it takes maybe like five, five or eight tries at least, you know, at so. Least. It's do you see girls that like go to nationals their first year of competing and getting a pro card? Yes, but it's the rarity. And those ones aren't necessarily the ones that you see at the Olympia level either, you know? Mm-hmm. So, it's a it's a learning process.
1: Right, right. So, what about the the emotional roller coaster side mm-hmm. when you're talking to these younger girls? Yeah. And also there's this kind of you know you're you're basically on stage and next to nothing so you're you're living a life that is not normal Mm -hmm. to most people and you're kind of saying i'm willing to be objectified um and be judged on my body and how i move and my confidence i'm sure there's positives and negatives what do you say to these younger girls that are gonna Walk that walk.
2: Well, I'll so, say, you know, know what you're signing up for. <laughs> you know, this sport is a, a sport where they're judging your physique. So judges are going to judge it and, you know, the audience is going to be judging it. People online is going to be judging it. You got to have somewhat of a thick skin, but realize this, no matter, no matter how well you do at a show, you still look better than 99.9999% of the population. And there's, you know, you take the average person, the average woman, and they're just looking up like, dang, she looks great. Like, you know, they don't know that girl got last place. They're thinking (laughs) like, I wish I could look like that. Right. So you got to put things into perspective because I think like in this industry too, we're around the same people. So we don't really interact as much with maybe people that don't know what the process of getting there is and don't know about the sport as much. And they're sitting in in the seat like, shoot, that look. That girl looks amazing. I wish I could look like that. So you never know who's watching. You mm. know, and who's following your journey. And you never know know who you can inspire. So you know, don't don't put so much weight on number placings, especially in the beginning, starting off. You should be more concerned about learning and enjoying just the journey in general.
0: Hey fitness junkies, this is George Majorano with American Medical Wellness. We are experienced in male and female hormone optimization, peptide therapy, stem cell therapy, and IV therapy. If you're looking to improve your health and wellness, please give us a call, 702-347-7000, or visit our website, americanmedicalwellness.com. Hi fitness junkies, I'm Dr. Leslie. As people reach their fitness goals, they tend to lose collagen and elastin in their face, which makes them look much older than they really are. Here at MD Spa, we have many different services that can rejuvenate your skin and make you look younger than you ever thought you could. If you'd like to explore how we can help you achieve your facial aesthetic goals, schedule an appointment with me at 702-718-7888. Back to you, Gio.
1: Yeah, I I, I believe the Emotional part of it—you have to have a a constitution. You know what I mean? Like strong, a mental mindset of what you're doing. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Almost like not taking it personal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because it is so slight between one, two, three, four, five, six. Exactly. Especially on your level. Yeah. And um, so I guess that's that's really important. Yeah how do you feel about the the state of social media and women and filters and this kind of push for cashing in on their sexuality mm-hmm. more m- not so much in the bodybuilding world but a lot of bodybuilders do some of that as well Mm -hmm. how do you feel about that and social media and in that whole world
2: right that's a great question and something i guess i haven't really thought much about yeah you do see that quite a bit because you know you got a nice body you want to show it off and profit from it i get it um you know i think to each their own i i don't really the the photoshopping and stuff that i hate seeing that i mean I, i guess it depends too is it like you know, if you're having a photo shoot, right? And and a photographer is taking your picture and you want to look nice. Of course, he's going to touch it up and stuff. But I actually do have problems with like girls that like post maybe like a mirror selfie online and then push their waist in so much. I hate seeing that. And you know that that's not their real waist because you compete against them and you're like that is not cuz that that is that does mess with people's heads, I think. So that is something that everyone needs to be aware of is like you know, you see your competition on social media, that might not be the true representation of what they actually look like on stage, which is why competing's awesome because there is no filter in front of the judges. There's they see filter. you in real time, so there's right. no way to fake that.
1: Right, right. So with with the profiting on your body, basically, not the person you are, not the constitution of your your soul or anything like that. I agree. I'm I'm not a hater. I don't care if you're a stripper. I don't care if you're doing OnlyFans. If if that's the way you're gonna make money, more power to it. But that person in their life has to deal with things. Yeah. It's kind of like you want this attention on some level to make money and Mm -hmm. it's went for women as guy attention yeah and but is that the trade-off that you want so money is the only thing that's going to make you happy
2: yeah i i mean for myself i couldn't mentally do that i don't think that's for me that route um because exactly what you said the money i mean what's the what's the money worth if you have to kind of live with that the rest of your life because it's going to be forever, you know? And then your kids got to see it and, and your family. I I personally wouldn't feel comfortable doing anything like that. Um, and I guess I'm a little oblivious to the, the industry itself. I know a lot of people do it. I just don't look into it that much. <laughs> right. um, not for me, not for me. But, um, you know, I think not even just with fitness it's kind of taken off after the pandemic when people were trying to make money and everything you know which is why i don't understand when people like make that argument like everyone has a price and they'll do things for whatever money it's like not everyone's money driven like that Mm. i I, i'm not you know i i make enough money to be comfortable with to be secure with and i don't think much more money is going to change my life so drastically to where I'm any more happy than I am now. It's mm. hard it's hard to to equate that if you're not materialistic, which I'm not. Right. So I mean I'm satisfied with my life and the way I live it and I don't think I need to uh you know do anything I wouldn't feel good yeah. about in the long term to make more of it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. It it uh it's weird that these women Uh, Again, I'm fans of all of them because, you know, I mean, if you look at my Instagram and I go to fitness, you know, and searching, I could get in a lot of trouble (laughs) if I had a girlfriend and saw all the girls that pop up. Mm -hmm. But that's just because I'm looking for content. I'm looking for people to be on the show. And that's what the algorithm sends me. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, it's good to hear that. You know, some people aren't going down that route because mm-hmm. it seems so attractive and lucrative. It's like, that's easy money. Yeah. I'm already in a bikini on stage. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I, I really like your perspective. Now, what do you think, and and I'm going to ask you a personal question. You choose to answer or answer or not. Um, are you single?
2: I'm not. I've been in a relationship for... Mm, let's see five years
1: yeah and is it with adam is no that's my coach he's married okay (laughs) he's married
2: and not to me okay um no i i started dating a a men's physique competitor at the time and we've been together ever since he's not like so prominent on social media which is good i don't want it that way i don't because i see how these relationships on social media go and it's a lot of drama and and that's what I, I was going to ask I you. I keep my personal life personal, which, which is why you also don't see a lot of my family. You don't see my family on my social media either. Right. So I keep my fitness, happy, happy, like out there in the public. You can know what show I'm doing, how I'm training, what I'm eating, whatever. But the personal stuff I keep personal. Right.
1: And that's what I am I kind of am getting at with the, um, if you choose to go down that road of cashing in on your sexuality, I just don't know how that can make a relationship stronger.
2: Yeah, I mean, some people are okay with it, you know. I, I, I wouldn't be okay with my partner doing it. I think it's a, I just, what, what, what would my mom think? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. You know, it's it is a like it is. I think in this industry too, a little bit of a gray area because, like you said, we're already in little small bikinis, and I mean, I, I just I'm not a sexy person anyway. I I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just not i don't see myself like as a sexy person i'm more like uh, fun right um but you know i've embraced it but yeah i don't know how other people live their lives and i think that's if they're okay with it by all means But it it would it would make things quite awkward in my opinion
1: yeah it, it's it's you know there's so much of this kind of talk about High-value women and high-value men, and what's acceptable, and women should be, you know, whether whatever side you're on, and whether you should be submissive or, uh, you know, a boss bitch, and yeah. it's like, like having, I, I understand that if if you meet someone and and they're Instagram famous or OnlyFans famous, and you're connected and you have it, like I just feel like at some point. You're, you're saying something about, yeah, you're making money, but, like, you're also projecting, like, I'm looking for more. I'm looking for mm-hmm. something else. And I don't know how that can really work.
2: Yeah, not to mention, I think, like, a lot of these girls that do that stuff, they give the... Uh, their audience the impression that they're single because if they you know if they tell them they're in the re- relationship, they're just not as uh, desirable right so that also becomes very awkward because then I you know you kind of have to flirt with other people too. It is very strange. it's not for me it is not for
1: me right and it's but it's the world we're living in now yeah it's so bizarre and like you said, covid started like put fire on it mm-hmm. and it's just yeah
2: <laughs> yeah um
1: so. What about your business? And I'm going to call your business the fitness business. You can call it whatever you want. But there's not a lot of money in competitive body bu- bodybuilding. And I know you do a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you're kind of using the bodybuilding to build your brand. Um, what is your brand? Where is it going? I know you do a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm with adam and and other models and you have a gym now right
2: or? i don't have a gym no oh. i work at adam's gym, oh, adam's gym. okay <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. yes so that's a great question so you know i i make more money than I ever thought possible um again coming from my humble humble ohio beginnings um i I'm impressed by how well I've been able to do, and especially in this industry, you know. So I'm making enough money where I'm very secure, satisfied. Um, you know, as far as like my brand and the income streams from it, it you know a lot of sponsors, endorsements, coaching, um, competitions itself, and as far as where it's going, you know, how do I say it? For now. I'm an athlete first, you know, although being an athlete isn't my main source of income necessarily. Um, Cause I have multiple streams of income. Like when I mean being an athlete, I don't mean like I meant like the money I make directly from winning shows. Right. Isn't the, the, There's not main... a lot of money there for women. Right. Right. Or men really. Yeah. So that's not like the main thing, but I enjoy it and I'm going to do it as long as I can. So as far as in the future, I, I'm not sure exactly what I want to do with it. I don't really believe in planning it out that far in advance because I'm enjoying the moment right now. I'm savoring the moment and just building up my my brand, I guess, my name. Mm-hmm. And then after I'm done and I want to slow down, then I can you know, do something with it. But for now, I'm so content with doing what I'm doing. And I think sometimes if we start to plan out our future too much, it just kind of ruins the fun of being in the moment, right? Mm. Because in my life, as I'm sitting here now, I've done so many things I, I thought I would never do. I thought I would never buy a house. I you know, and when I was growing up as a little kid, I never thought, Oh, I'll be a pro bikini athlete, you know? So you never know where life's gonna take you. So I don't like to plan it out that far. Mm. As long as I'm I'm secure then I'm good. And I am, you know, and there's a lot I can do with what I'm doing now. There's a lot I can do. Um, and in fact, I guess the the quickest response to that is I could just be more on the coaching side, which is totally fine, but I can do more than that too. Right now I'm just part-time coaching because my again, my main focus is competition. That will take my main focus for right now until I can no longer do it or I'm, I fade out or whatnot. So, you know, keep cooking while the pot is hot. Uh, you know
1: i love it i love it yeah i mean but it's so cool i mean i love women uh, bodybuilders i love women with muscles i love muscles myself um you can do bodybuilding until you're fucking 60 70 (laughs) i mean like there's masters and Mm -hmm. it's like it's that's what's so great about the sport you don't really age out like in most other sports. Mm-hmm. You agree?
2: Yeah, I mean in the masters and stuff, I you know, if I ever make it that long, I could compete in the masters. Um <laughs> I guess. If I, yeah. if I still want to. Yeah, I mean so far my body's holding up. Like I've not had knock on wood, have not had any injuries or anything like that or health concerns. Yeah. You know, I'm I get checked up, I'm good to go. So yeah, thankful. Thankful for that.
1: I don't know if you answered my question earlier about um, maybe I didn't state it well enough. Um, The stuff that you have to take, Mm -hmm. especially bikini girls where back in your day when you started, they weren't asked to be as diced as they are now with, you know, the help of anabolics and diuretics and things like that. A, Are you natty and what do you feel about that pressure to compete on that level and having to take things to help you
2: well like i said i do everything the slow and steady way so i don't want any shortcuts that make me fade out eventually i'm in this for the long run you know what i mean i know with everything and supplements there's always great areas and stuff like that and you can say like even i have to take thyroid medication And I guess that could be considered, I'm not sure, again, with these gray areas, I have hypothyroidism, um, but I've also, I had that even before I started competing. So it's kind of like, well, you know, so it's not necessarily something you have to do in bikini, you know what I mean? It's not, I think everyone gets that impression. But bikini was designed to be the lifestyle division, and I want to be I want to be proof of that. It's the hmm. lifestyle division. I live it every day. I do it day in and day out. You don't see me fluctuating like crazy. No, you know, I, like I said, I'm I'm just getting started. So I play everything safe. I'm I'm in it for the long run. I'm not gonna. I don't want to do anything that's gonna mess me up.
1: Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and because I feel like whatever the reasons that the the, the bikini and wellness specifically more of the wellness is to get on that level and to build the kind of muscle that they're now wanting or not necessarily wanting because the judges are really judging what's on stage, but it seems the trend is to get, you know, specifically the glutes bigger and bigger and genetics Sometimes don't help you out there, yeah, <laughs> so it just seems like you know, especially these young people coming up, they're like, "What do I gotta do? What do I gotta take, you know to be like them mm-hmm. It's prevalent,
2: you know, I understand the need for it and stuff and and gosh, like i've been I've been training for for this for like over ten years, you know, and I will say the process is very slow it it can be tempting, right, um. But it's, you know, something you just gotta work on, a work in progress. And then also, and I, I don't think enough people understand this as well. There's gonna be some people that just aren't made for the sport. Mm, you know what I mean? Right. No matter what they take, no matter what they do, their structure is just not suitable for this sport. You know, mm. girls that have like really, really thick waists or like very large rib cage, or their fat distribution just goes to one spot. I don't think people want to mention that as much because they they want to believe that everyone can do it because that sounds nice right like you can yeah. do it if you work hard yeah but you know i think there has to be a sense of like we got to come back to reality a little bit you yeah. know i just like i will i think at this point we can pretty safely say i won't be in the wmba you know <laughs> i won't be a professional shot putter um so there's everyone's genetics can be suited for something and you know, it might not be for you. And you might just be like one of those girls that get like top five at a, a local show, you know, but that doesn't make you less of a person. You're still awesome at something else. And I think a lot of people need to say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Genetics play a huge factor in the sport. 100%. You, and I know they always say hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Talent being like genetics. Well, you know, sometimes not. Because yeah. if your genetics aren't... aren't uh, uh comparable for the sport you're just not not going to go past a local show
1: that's the hard truth yes that's that's good stuff there
2: yes um, even in bikini yeah
1: in bikini. and you're also not built for
2: wellness exactly i will never be a wellness pro. <laughs> i will never be figure i will never be physique. yes it's just not going to happen right it's just not i'm so sorry but you're to okay with it that to <laughs> i i found my niche right and i'm just going with it i love
1: it i love it that's great that's great stuff there um so talk a little bit more about you and adam because i've been seeing you two together for Mm -hmm. a while and um, love your energy. Um, you guys seem like you're doing a lot of things together. Talk about that relationship.
2: Oh, Adam's so great, man. So, you know what? In 2017, I took a whole year off from competing. A whole year off. I was just, my mind wasn't there. I just wanted to be a normal person. Uh, so, I took totally a whole year off and I regret it. But anyway, <laughs> um, it's funny how we kind of came to be. So, I, you know, like I said, took a whole year off. And I went to my friend's uh, bikini competition. I think it was like the Pittsburgh Teen Collegiate Master Nationals or something. I don't know. One of those shows in Pittsburgh. (laughs) And I was like getting the urge to compete again. Because I wasn't sure when I was going to step back on stage. But I smelt the spray tan. (laughs) I was in the environment. I watched her do her thing. And I was just so like, oh, I miss this. I think it's time and i was talking to her in the hotel room i'm like i think i'm ready to get back i think it's time and i was saying man i don't know who's going to be my coach though i don't know i I remember meeting adam a few years ago and i don't know i really liked his style like he seemed to be really knowledgeable about what he's doing and i don't know he had great energy i was like maybe i'll reach out to him to like coach me And it was the weirdest thing because like literally like two hours after having that conversation with her, he emailed me out of the blue. And let me say, it's not like we kept in touch over the years. Like it's like I didn't communicate with him for a long time. It it was like,
1: wow, you thought it and it happened. Yes. Wow. It was
2: the freakiest thing. So it was no question to me. I was like, this was meant to be like, this is something freaky going on. I gotta do it, so I started training with him again, and and man, it was tough to get off the 25 pounds I put on in that off season, and that's why I always stay so close to to stage now because uh, it was tough right. to get that off. So now I don't go past five pounds, um, and yeah, he's been such a great coach. He's very encouraging, but what I like most about him is he gets just as excited about shows as me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's nice to have someone that's so enthusiastic and like in your corner mm-hmm. it's nice you know it's it's really cool
1: nice nice um wow this has been great mm-hmm. um i want to know if there's any um other people or sponsors that you like are important to i'm sure they're all important but yeah if you want to talk about someone that stepped outside like maybe early on and they're yeah. still with you, anybody?
2: So I got a shout out high tech pharma. So if you wonder why I compete so much, they're very good to me. They are very supportive. Um, in my, my dreams, of being a big, a bikini athlete. So they take care of travel, anything as, associated with competing, lodging, hair, makeup, tan if I need it. But, uh, yeah, they've been really good to me, and they make awesome products too, of course, duh. Um, <laughs> but they've they've been with me even when I took my my year off. So, yeah, they were they were uh, in my corner there for a while. So they're still with me, and I love them so much.
1: Awesome, awesome. Well, Ashley, thank you so thank much. You. This has been great. Um, what's your What's your next show? Are you thinking? That's a good
2: question. You know, um, I'm thinking. There's one show that I've never won before. Um, even when I was winning the Olympia.
1: Look out, girls.
2: And uh, <laughs> I've gotten almost all major titles so far, except for this one, because I kept getting second at it, and I really won it. Can you guess what it is? You you mentioned it.
1: Mm, I don't know. It's I New York Pro. mentioned so many of <laughs> them. New York Pro.
2: Maybe I'll do New York Pro. Maybe Pittsburgh. Maybe both.
1: Okay. But
2: that's what's on my radar right now. Pittsburgh and or New York Pro.
1: Nice. Yes. Just got to build your pipes a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, you
1: know. <laughs> a little bit.
2: I've been working on them, as you, could, <laughs> as you saw in the video. Yes,
1: yes, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. I hope after your one of your next big wins, maybe a, your next Olympia win, we'll have you back on and talk about that.
2: Well, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, thank you again so much. Thank you. Um, guys, gals, Write a review. Send a carrier pigeon. Do something. Let people know about this show. And until next time, Fit them. I'm out. <laughs>